And now for a segment called Just Something I've Noticed, brought to you by our friends at Motel 6. Just Something I've Noticed. There's a lot more yawning these days. Have you noticed that? Yeah. And the bad thing about yawning, it's contagious. Now, I'm not a scientist, but I do know that's true. You see somebody else yawn, all of a sudden, you got to yawn. Do you know what helps to curtail the yawning? How about a great night's rest at Motel 6? Book online at motel6.com. Use the code CPREDEYE to get 15% off your stay at Motel 6 or Studio 6. With almost 1,500 locations across the country, there's almost always a Motel 6 or Studio 6 nearby. And truck parking is available at most locations. Enjoy a clean, comfortable room at a price you will love when you use the code CP Red Eye. That's the letters CP Red Eye, all one word, for 15% off your stay at Motel 6 and help curtail the yawning. That's just something I've noticed. Brought to you by Motel 6. Now, it's Red Eye Radio. Gary McNamara and Eric Harley talk about everything from politics to social issues and news of the day. Whether you're up late or you're just starting your day, welcome to the show. From the Uniden America Studios, this is Red Eye Radio. All across America and around the universe. Why not, right? We're Red Eye Radio, 866-90-RED-EYE. So, Biden announced yesterday, and let's hear uh, from Corrine Jean-Pierre, which, of course, would be the next logical question you would ask. Yeah. uh, Because he wasn't taking questions yesterday, so she took questions. You should be able to answer this question on the day the president announces. Now, call me partisan if you wish. But I believe that even if you're a Democrat, you would agree that she should be able to answer this question. Does the president um, plan to serve all eight years? <laughs> I'm not. I'm just not going to get ahead of the president. That's something for him to decide. I'm. Okay. <laughs> it's like she said. Whoa, 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 whoa! Eight years is a long time. Uh, and then she had to immediately tweet after that to go of course he'll serve all eight years you know she while trying to you know hinting at she doesn't want to violate the hatch act yeah stop that (laughs) just stop it would you just stop it nobody's going to prosecute you tell me merrick garland's gonna walk in i'm sorry you're you're going with us well she's she's not saying if, if you know, she she might be violating the Hatch Act if if she said uh, the president's uh, the president's platform that he's running on in 2024 is better than Trump's. Well, then you might have that technical violation by yes. asking her, does well, the president announced today, is he going to run? Or is he going to stay for, you know, the full four years? Uh-huh. You know, that, that's what the. With the second question. four years, yeah, yeah. The yeah. second four years, right. right, right. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> that is not a political question. Well, I mean, they're all political questions. Yeah. That is not a Hatch Act violation. Right, that's not a campaign question. Yes. Um, uh, and so she had to tweet immediately after, as you know, we take following the law seriously. Oh, my God. 
Seriously. <laughs> Seriously. Yeah, just stop. Are you being serious about this? Seriously. Seriously. So I wanted to be sure that I didn't go into 2024 more than is appropriate under the law. But I can confirm that if reelected, the president would serve all eight years. Okay. Can't answer this. She can't answer the simplest questions. Yeah. Because everybody else is, if she were being honest. Well, we can't commit to anything. Now, keep in mind, he didn't commit to the Easter Bunny and Al Roker on that. Because what did he say? I plan to be here for, you know, two, three, or four more Easter egg. And then, you know, I think Jill was doing the math for him. It's like. It's like six more. Wow. I, I can't wait for the Tooth Fairy interview with the president. Oh. About how inflation has I, affected. I I don't know. I think there's a conflict of interest. He's had a lot of work done on his <laughs> teeth. The, Do you remember when he the, did? The, the, the money that the Tooth Fairy has made from Joe Biden is more than Hunter Biden has made from Joe Biden. Do you remember the vice presidential candidate, the vice presidential debate with him and Paul Ryan? And you hadn't seen Joe in a while. And yeah. obviously he had his the, teeth the whitened. Teeth. And he came out and he said it was like, boom. It was like, <laughs> I think he has lasers coming out of his mouth. What happened? It's like, Smiles. Oh, whoa, oh boy. Whoa. Ryan is toast now. Turn it down. <laughs> Turn it down. <laughs> like but, he walked into an X-Men movie or something. Just let, Let's just get off this topic just for a moment so we can serve some inspiration up uh, uh, to you from uh, the, the White House yesterday from, oh. uh, from Kamala Harris. All right. All good, right. Good. Yeah. Some inspiration about, you know, maybe um, uh, your... Uh, your daily inspirational thought to you, get to get you through the day. You could type so when you get to work, type this up and print yeah. it out and put it in the break room. Yes, this the, the following deep thoughts with red eye. <laughs> Here we go. Yeah. So, I think it's very important, as you have heard from so many incredible leaders, for us at every moment in time, and certainly this one, to see the moment in time in which we exist and are present. So there you go. Be self-aware today. For every moment in time and certainty is very important to us at every moment in time and certainty, this one to see the moment in time in which we exist and which we are present. Be self-aware today is the message from Kamala Harris. Except she said that yesterday. Can be advice for today too. Nope, she said be present today. She didn't say tomorrow be present today. All right, all I'm right. following her advice. Okay, <laughs> which clearly is always good advice to follow. But it was one of them. It, it seriously for the for the. I, I got to stop using that now. Now she has. Now he has me seriously. saying it. She has me saying it. You have me saying it. <laughs> 
Seriously now, seriously, 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 seriously. seriously. Dude. Now that's stuck in my head. Mm-hmm. <laughs> seriously, Jack. Jack. I'm serious. It's no joke. <laughs> it's no joke. The union gave him several standing ovations yesterday, and each time he says, No, I'm serious. No, they know you're they no, they're applauding. They're not <laughs> shouting at you. They're not debating you, sir. It's, ah, it's no it's no joke. They're they're not laughing. They're smiling. That's that's approval. I'm gonna try to get through this without saying the word serious or seriously. <laughs> But yesterday was extremely unique. Yeah. Uh, Something that I had not ever seen uh, in an announcement from an incumbent that they're going to run for president. Hmm. And that is the number of mainstream stories. You and I looked at the uh, Politico that had the one story Hmm. that uh, said the, the, uh, here it is, president launches campaign, then delivers speech, not mentioning it. And yeah. then you had the the other one stating the fact that the president announced that he's this is both from Politico. I'm paraphrasing the second one, but the president announced today, but he was overshadowed by other stories, and the campaign is fine with that. Yeah. The fact is, he's announcing he's running for president of the United States again, and doesn't want anybody to know that he's announcing that he's running for president again. For the life of me, I have never seen this before. No, I mean, that's... Ever. We, about this time yesterday and throughout yesterday's show, uh, we were asking, all right, so how's how's this going to go down? You released a video, but then you don't, you're not there. It's not, you're not going to play the video on a big screen at a rally. You're just going to, release that would be weird and of course it was weird it happened a few minutes after we left here just after 6 a.m eastern and you know i'm just pulling up the house and i see it and i'm like whoa what they they actually did it i just they just put it on youtube <laughs> he's quiet quitting <laughs> his announcement <laughs> It's a quiet quitting announcement. Right. You wouldn't even oh, go Zoom. Whoa. You wouldn't even do Zoom. <laughs> You're just gonna yeah, just put the ad oh, out. My gosh, just, he's just gonna put the ad out. The the quiet quit presidential <laughs> announcement. <laughs> and I'm running, but I don't want you really to know that I'm yeah, running. That's, that's, that's serious. No joke. And then. You stop and and reality sets in, and then you go, oh, okay. Well, why would they do that? Uh, a couple of reasons. Well, they don't want them in front of the media. You say, could you explain this to me? Why? Why yeah. you quiet quit in a presidential yeah. announcement? They don't want them in front of the media, and the majority of people don't want them to run. <laughs> so then, don't announce until you it's better. Announce, not announce. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna quit. I'm not gonna quit. He's probably still walking around the White House going, when are we going to announce? <laughs> and not like that. It, it was an announce, not announce. Yeah. <laughs> that was a oh, non-announcement. Because here's is, the thing. Is this, am I living in, is this the real world that right. I'm living in? At times, I swear 
I must not be alive. I'm in some type of yeah. bu- you know bizarro other dimension when I when we have to do stories like this. But it it was like that yesterday. And then going through in a, in our pre show meeting when you said you started reading the headlines out to me that uh, no, the president announces that he's running for president and then doesn't mention it in the next speech. I I can see this. <laughs> I can see this. Well, the president's not doing any interviews um, about his uh, reelection campaign. Uh, because he doesn't want to violate the Hatch Act. <laughs> I mean, just go with it. Or and we take or, we take we take the law very seriously. Or why isn't the president more enthusiastic in his announcement for president? If that question came up, and the answer would be physics. <laughs> you know, all right, all right, you have physics. To- all right, you have to. This was this is from two days ago. You yeah, had to be listening. Yeah. If uh, you were listening, Sunday night, Monday morning. I, I'm not. Gonna, I'm not going to go through and explain it to you. But if you heard the joke, you would you would laugh because yeah. if not, it, go back and listen it, to it, the. Other. It doesn't make the the answer is supposed to not make sense. Right. Yeah. Exactly. Why is he running again? Physics. <laughs> what? What? <laughs> and he's not going to talk about it because the Hatch Act. <laughs> Not going to do media interviews. He's not the Hatch Act. He's not going to. Do, he takes the law very seriously. I want. Uh, in ser- uh, I, I almost said it. <laughs> I, I almost said the S word again. I, I almost said it. Well, and I caught myself. It is a serious matter. I caught myself. Uh huh. Yeah. No, that's the more I'm. This, this is the problem. Mm. The more that I watch Queen Jean Pierre, the more I'm picking up on some of the things she does. Yeah. Yeah. And seriously, I don't like that. <laughs> I'm serious. No joke. <laughs> oh, my gosh. <laughs> there was a nice Jim Brewer laugh there you just gave very quickly. Yeah. It was like, <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Just not as loud and not as, but it was still a Jim Brewer <laughs> laugh. Yeah. Oh, all right. I, uh, yeah. yeah. Well, we'll come back here. <laughs> well, we're. Can I'm actually bound to do okay, it, so. actually we can't leave. Yeah, yeah. We we take the we take contract law very seriously. <laughs> hey, is Tucker around? Does he want to fill in for the last portion of the show? Uh no. He said he was not going to come on because he doesn't want to violate the Hatch Act. <laughs> I did get somebody who wrote to me and said, How come Tucker hasn't said anything? Why isn't he saying anything? It, I can guarantee it's because it's in his contract. Yeah. He can't speak about it. Yeah, he can't speak because if, if his attorneys work it out and they work out a separation agreement and it allows them to talk, then you'll hear about it. Right. But until then, not going to happen. Do we have that in our contract? If I if if they if they just said were because he didn't get fired for cause, as far as we know. As far as we know, yeah. Well, but they're paying him, so mm. if there was cause, they would not pay him. But they still got a lawyer. He still got a lawyer. Mm-hmm. You heard that he and Don Lemon got the same lawyer. <laughs> that should go well. <laughs> Will they appear in court together? Yeah. Well, I, I think they should do. I think they should do a, a Tucker and Lemon crossfire type show now. I wouldn't. I, yeah, I wouldn't I, wish that on anyone. No, but I, I would, 
I would probably pay money to watch at least one episode. One to episode. Where, to see where it would go. Pay-per-view. I'll watch you know, it. You know why? Hmm. There would not be a second episode. Oh, no. It's not going to be a second one. <laughs> yeah. No, but I'll watch the first one. 866-90-RED-EYE. Producers across the Southern Plains may finally be getting at least a break from this long, long period of drought. USDA meteorologist Brad Rippey says... For the first time in months, we are expecting a meaningful, widespread precipitation event across the southern half of the Great Plains. One to three inches over the next couple of days. Will it save the problem the plagued wheat crop? Well, in southern production areas, perhaps not. It may be a little bit too late to revive the crop there. But in the northern growing areas, into Kansas and Colorado... That may be enough to help revive a portion of this crop, which is poorly established, had a really rough start through the fall, winter, and early part of spring. And for sure, the rain will... Certainly go a long way toward providing at least enough topsoil moisture to plant summer crops. Rippy says this favorable shift in the rainfall pattern may last two weeks or longer, bringing more precip to areas that need it most. Gary Crawford for the U.S. Department of Agriculture. This report is made possible by Cenex Roadmaster XL Premium Diesel and Sitco Lubricants. Coming up, more with Gary McNamara and Eric Harley. It's Red Eye Radio. And now for a segment called Just Something I've Noticed, brought to you by our friends at Motel 6. Just something I've noticed, bargain hunting is back. I mean, bargain hunting's always been around. We always love a great deal. But man, everywhere you look, people are bargain hunting. You know, there's so many great ways to find great deals. Hey, I have a great find in your bargain hunting journey. Book online at motel6.com. Use the code CPREDEYE to get 15% off your stay at Motel 6 or Studio 6. With almost 1,500 locations across the country, there's almost always a Motel 6 or Studio 6 nearby. And truck parking is available at most locations. Enjoy a clean, comfortable room at a price that's a real bargain when you use the code CPREDEYE. That's the letters CP Red Eye, all one word, for 15% off your stay at motel6.com. That is a bargain. That's just something I've noticed. Brought to you by Motel 6. What's up, everyone? It's Reality Steve, your number one source for all things Bachelor Nation and reality TV. Every day, I'm giving you the behind-the-scenes juice and your info on all your Bachelor Nation stories and also interviewing some of your favorite reality stars. My name has been synonymous with spoilers, but I'm so much more than that. Give me a listen. The Reality Steve Podcast, part of the Believe Network. Just search B-L-E-A-V on YouTube or wherever you listen. It's Red Eye Radio. He's Eric Harney, and I'm Gary McNamara, 866-90-RED-EYE. I did see from the, uh, I think it was uh, Karine Jean-Pierre, who, who said, uh, you know, don't plan on, you know, that maybe it wasn't her, but someone on the campaign said that he was, well, she's not on the campaign. I forgot the Hatch Act. Uh, but, yeah. <laughs> but somebody was saying that you're not going to see him for a long time. It's like, well, we're not going to see him at all. I mean, we're, I'm, you know what I mean? We're going to see him the same amount that we've seen him. You're not going to see a significant difference. The only thing is he will do campaign rallies, but that's just like the speech he did yesterday before the unions. That's all it's going to be. 
Yeah. He's not going to take questions. Right. And so it was simply an announcement. But I, I just I wonder what the strategy was because I this, it's completely foreign to me. I've never seen anything like that in all of my decades of, of covering news and covering uh, any type of candidate where you announce that you're running again and it's almost as if it's a downer. And you are promoting it as a downer. And the media knows it's a downer. And you actually, articles come out from media that's allied with you saying the campaign and the candidate is happy that there's other news out there so people aren't focusing that he's running, rerunning for the office again. Right. That just doesn't happen in the political world. When Politico makes that observation the way they did. That he announces his re-election bid, then makes an appearance and doesn't mention it. Mention it. That's Politico. I know. Boy. These, these are your allies. Yeah. And, and then if you saw the coverage on it, even the coverage on the mainstream media, uh, everyone was just saying, well, he announced, but the reason it's low key is 70% of people don't want him to run. I mean, that was really amazing. I, I'm thinking, I still think it was, if you were, if you're going to announce... I don't know when the best time is because you and I have talked about this since last December when he was going to decide in December and then probably announce we thought it was going to be in January and he doesn't announce till we get to the end of April. And maybe they felt, I don't know, pressure inside. What pressure, I don't know because I don't think anybody was antsy for him to announce that he was officially running. But I've just, I, I don't think there's was a great time in the last four months for him to announce. But if there was a worse time, it would have been this week because everything that piled up last week about the, the, the uh, influence peddling was just was heavy stuff. When you, when you look at it, all, everything that came out was extremely heavy. And I thought, no, you better wait two weeks. Just let this die down and just don't let anything happen. Just everybody shut up for two weeks and then announce two weeks from now. But they couldn't do it. No, they couldn't. Listening to Red Eye Radio from the Uniden America Studios, and he's Eric Carlin. I'm Gary McNamara. Eight six six ninety Red Eye. Okay, I see where I got it. Where uh, uh, who said it was going to be several months? This was an NBC report yesterday saying it's going to be several months before we probably hear from Biden. Still, look, it's likely going to be several months before we see the president mm, hit yeah. the trail and start to hold official campaign events. So that's where I uh, got it from. But, uh, yeah, a lot of criticism, even on the friendly media. This is another report on uh, NBC from yesterday. The other issue that the president faces is this kind of meh attitude from Democrats here. Seventy percent of all Americans, including 51 percent of Democrats, so more than half of Democrats, say they just don't want to see him run again. And uh, that was on, uh, let me see, the Today Show mm. yesterday. So it's it's making it to the, the mainstream media so that's probably why there wasn't a lot of enthusiasm because that that poll also came out. But it was really interesting how in unison there was really uh, uni- almost universal uh, uh, 
I won't say condemnation, but promoting the reality of the situation that Biden is in right now as he announces as he announced that he's running again. I saw a report, uh, I think it was Sunday, Monday, that talked about that we're right now, the the gas prices are what most believed would be the peak driving season prices. And here we are, and we're not even into summer yet. And so you add into, you know, the mix, uh, inflation between now and whenever it is he's going to actually start campaigning and everything else. And there's just not going to be a good time. No, I don't see a good time coming. And so, you know, you want to, you want to, you would love to announce um, on, on the, uh, on the back end of a, a victory, some kind of victory. Uh, You know, yesterday at the, at the uh, union thing, he was talking about very low unemployment. Yeah. But look at that. And, And by the way, the new concern, uh, it's interesting. Something you and I have talked about is an actual conversation going on with analysts right now, watching retailers and and watching companies in general. And that is, uh, the we talked about the unemployment and the fact that that it we some were saying it may be very low unemployment because we don't have enough people uh, that would be required to expand an economy. And we're not going to change immigration standards and everything else. And so that's not going to, you know, it's likely going to be uh, low unemployment for a long time. But what has shifted this week, actually, in the last couple of weeks, is the talk of AI. So automation now basically falls under AI. And what they're saying is they're watching retailers that are, are, are looking at replacing a great number of jobs, roles, with AI. And it's already in motion. And what they're saying is it is going to be a where it would be, you know, I don't know how many people in that role. Uh, You've got AI that's going to. And we've talked about this. There are a number of things, everything from in fast food, an app, you know, that that where you don't have to go through the drive through. You just pull up. Mm You you've ordered it and all they they just run it out to you. And yes, humans are still involved on the inside. But it kind of uh, breaks down the whole drive-through aspect of it, and then of course kiosks, and then automation from and retail, everything from doing inventory to restocking to uh, setting up deliveries and everything else that that Amazon is doing on e-retail, and other now other brick and mortar are doing on their e-retail side. Those the AI in in replacing, you know the the number of people required or whittling down to a great extent, the number of people required is pretty mind boggling. And the numbers they were getting into deal with the fact that AI is different. Automation was one thing because it also required companies to make that automation and everything else. But AI, if it's learning a process and also teaching itself along the way, then it doesn't require the same kind of input, human input, that it did before. It will still, you'll still have to build any device out there, but the programming and maintenance of those devices is changing drastically in what will be required by humans. And when they were laying that out and saying, all right, you know, because 
on Wall Street, that's the big fear. Not that uh, AI becomes self-aware and then we're all fighting for our lives with John Connor. It's the, the, the marketplace of how many jobs will be, roles will be replaced by AI as a result of that technology advancing on its own once it starts to, um, and it's already started, but I mean, it starts to work in the, in the marketplace to a greater extent. We talked about the Google layoffs uh, at, at the time that it happened, but my mindset, just the way my simple mind works in that setting would be, well, wait a minute, we're a company that really the basis of our company has been about information, gathering information and having a, uh, an, an algorithm through our, you know, entire setup that gathers that information where people can find out anything in just a matter of seconds. That sounds like something that's going to advance me out of a job at some point when I'm working at Google back in the day. And eventually that's what happened. And that's to us to some extent. And you're going to see more and more of that. And it's interesting to watch because there are conveniences to the consumer. But on the job front, I don't know what it looks like 10 years down the road. Um, I don't know what roles, you know, humans will be in. There will always be roles for humans. The question is, do we adapt as as quickly as the AI is progressing in in terms of uh, creating a greater efficiency in its role in the marketplace? This all relates to what we were talking about earlier. We were talking about, you know, projecting out where the issues are going to be in the the Democrat and Republican Party and said, look, on the issues – Long term, you know, not talking about 2024, but just, you know, you get by this, you know, you get by the set of candidates that exist now because mm-hmm. you know, Trump's not going to be running for office in 10 years and Biden's right. not going to, you know, that's all it's going to be a new set of politicians. So, you know, where are we going to go? And the same thing with the economy, which is an issue out there. When we talk about unemployment, you talk about AI, you talk about technology. We talk about the fact that, you know, unemployment may be may be very low right now, but we're not going to be bringing in. For example, we do not have a society that's going to be bringing in millions of people that are needed if we're going to have 2 to 3% growth even in the economy like we've had. And this, this isn't a political opinion. It's a it's observation of how this economy over the United, in the United States over the last uh, 90 years, you know, 80, 90 years if you look at it, especially post-World War II, how we got and sustained that growth. And it's because... We had a massive baby boom and women came into the workplace mm-hmm. by numbers you're not going to see. And immigration was still going on at that same time. We don't have that. The baby boom's gone. Bringing women into the workforce is gone. And yeah. and so that's not going to be there. But the other point is, as you brought up because of AI, as we become more technologically advanced and the jobs, many of the jobs that were done by human, especially a lot of the service jobs, Mm-hmm. Maybe some of the labor jobs, a lot of labor jobs can't actually be replaced that are still needed out there in construction and things like that. But the service jobs may disappear. Yeah. Big right. time. Mm-hmm. And so what you're looking at is a mismatch that we're talking that already exists today. What will the mismatch of jobs be from people that aren't trained 
to do anything except service-oriented jobs, and they don't have the high technical skills that you need. That's another, and I don't know what the answer is. I don't right, have a prediction. Right, yeah. I just believe that is going to be a problem. How big of a problem and how soon the future will right. answer that. Yeah, it, you know, and, and that's it. Uh, you know, automation was essentially robots. I mean, you can go back to robotics and, and everything else, everything from the assembly line of, of uh, automobile manufacturing and, and everything that it's been involved in. And then you advance then to AI. AI is the robot learning how to build the robot. The robot learning how to maintain the robot. And that's the idea, is that there was always this need of, you know, these other jobs, even if they're not on the assembly line, sometimes they are. Um, but the technology jobs of, you know, what an assembly line or, or manufacturing looks like today, I mean, you, you have to have that technical experience, but then you advance down the road 10, 15, 20 years, whatever it is. I don't know what the timeline is uh, realistically, but whenever that is, it, it then becomes, all right, this is where the maintenance, the, the automation learns to maintain itself rebuild itself, repair itself, and all of these things where you, again, you're pushing the, the, the human element out of it. And there will be a need for humans. I just don't know where where that is. I don't know what the roles are. And we kind of got a, a little taste of this uh, during the COVID thing, and that was, all right, a lot of jobs went away. I mean, jobs just went away where companies don't do things the way they used to anymore. And... So someone was in a job for 30 years, right? And Mm -hmm. now there is like very little, if any, demand for that job. And that person is now going to have to retrain all over again. So the, there is the, the, what they call the mismatching in the job force. And with the advancement of AI, there's going to be more of that, that going on Mm -hmm. because we have to adapt as humans as to what, we're going to be needed for what jobs are going to be in demand where that only humans can do, but that adaptation has to happen uh, at a, at, at a, the same or an accelerated rate that is greater than the advancement of that AI in its role. You know, you mentioned AI there just off the topic for a moment here because we get close to ending the show. And I don't, did you see the article? I don't even know where I saw it, but it just popped into my head. Uh, it, that said, what will control AI? The lawyers. No, that will be a big part of it. I mean, Lit- we're litigation that with that, self-driving cars right, and the litigation and, is oh, what will yeah, yeah, tamper yeah, yeah. AI down. Yeah, yeah. Oh, absolutely. And and also public sentiment. You mentioned um, servers, like server. Uh, the, you know, serve the service industry. There already are these little self-driven carts in in restaurants around the world. I don't know how many are in the U.S. It's still a test market thing. But in Japan, South Korea, uh, it's really escalated where you're sitting, you sit, you come in, you seat yourself at a table, and then you order something. And then this little, basically it's a cart, self-driven cart, comes out with your order. Are we com- are we comfortable? Is that the same experience when you go eat out? No, it's a great point because I would what I, I I took it a step further. 
can you ever replace a good human bartender? Right. And, and, and the same server. thing, server. I mean, that's oh a, my God. same yeah. thing. You're still yeah. a server. Right. Can you replace the personality? Well, you know, that's, it's, it, and it, that's, and that's and, the question. And how much of it is necessary to run a business? And if a business becomes much more AI, yeah. and another does another business compete by not being AI? Because, you know, you can get food anywhere. It's the experience of going out, and I do believe that if it's the right server experience. I mean, uh, my wife and I had had uh, 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 met this this one server at this great restaurant, and she was heard us talking, and then was talking about her own work that she was doing on her house and the floors and everything. Then she started showing us pictures. Look, look, we got this done, and then the next time we saw her, she was showing us updates. By on her way. phone of of things she was projects yeah. she was doing around her house. When you said that, when you said you know it's about the not just about the food, it's about the experience. That's what Jennifer Aniston's boss on Office Space <laughs> said, yeah, which is yeah. why it was important to wear all the flair. Oh yeah, right, yeah. Eight six six. Why not? And the red eye. <laughs> Lines open for your calls. Eight six six ninety red eye on Red Eye Radio. It's Red Eye Radio. He's Eric Harding. I'm Gary McNamara, 866-90-RED-EYE. So as we set the table of what happened, uh, you know, we think about yet the last 48 hours. Biden's running. Trump is running. We know that. Now we know there's going to be no primary debates on the Democrat side. Right. So Biden's a shoo-in. And then if Trump, as he hinted yesterday, may not show for any of the Republican debates, could you imagine if there's no debates at all? That would be a fascinating time in our history. Now, you and I don't need debate. I really don't know who needs debates out there. When you look at all the candidates, when you look at, if if you look at all the candidates on on both sides, maybe, you know, Ramaswamy, people want to know what he's about. Uh, yeah. You know, uh, Marianne Williamson, eh, it takes about 30 seconds. And you, you figure her out. You know, Robert Kennedy Jr. Yeah. I mean, in today's you world, know, you, you have the ability to find that out. Yeah, you know if, who they if are. If you're really actually curious about it, you can find it. And Ramaswamy has been, I think, very active in the media. Certainly yeah, on CNN with Don Lemon. This is Red Eye Radio on Westwood One. John brings his skewed sense of humor. Jeff brings tips to cut strokes off your next round. Together, it's those weekend golf guys. They'll pay a lot of money to PXG and Titleist and Callaway and on and on and on. Right? How many yards do you think you're going to pick up with that extra? I think I can get an extra 5 to 10. What if I give you 15 to 20? <laughs> can you pay me more? Jeff Smith right? teaches on the sliding scale. <laughs> those weekend golf guys, the podcast, part of the Believe Network. Just search B-L-E-A-V on YouTube or wherever you listen.
The Bigger Pockets portfolio of podcasts are worthy of your investment. We're having a real conversation as real real estate investors. New episodes available every day. It's important to buy where it makes money and not necessarily where you want to travel to. Bigger Pockets on the market, rookie real estate or money podcast. The purpose of flipping is to create more cash so then you can reinvest into other types of properties. The Bigger Pockets podcast on YouTube or wherever you listen.